and uh, looking forward to what God's got in store for us in these work in these days right here. If the Lord to help us, I got a message on my heart, boy. I've been excited about it since God began to work it down in my soul, and I'm excited to get to share it with you. Amen. I just hope I can do just a little bit what He did for me. It sure is good to be around God's people here and brag on Jesus and sing for Jesus. And now all you need to do is do what God tells you to do. If you pray for me, I'm going to try my best to do everything he tells me to do. You do everything God tells you to do. We'll leave this church having minded God. Everything in the world is going to be there tomorrow when you wake up. You can't worry enough to fix it. Everything that done went on yesterday and days gone by. You can't fix it. That's why it says today is the day. This is the day of salvation. Today, he said, don't harden your heart. All that stuff in the past gone. This is the day which the Lord hath made. Based on this, let's worship the Lord. He's God. He loves you. He laid down his life so you could go to heaven and spend eternity with him. That ought to be enough reason for us to worship him. You in a church that loves the Lord, that ought to be enough reason right there. Amen. Let's pray, and then we'll read our text. Father, we love you. Pray, God, you give us liberty and open our hearts to be receptive to the word of God. Preach us in the power of the Holy Ghost. Help us to be a help and an encouragement to everybody that's here in this building, outside, and all those that are listening. We pray, God, by way of the Internet that you speak to their heart. Help us, God, to be a vessel whereby you can use God to get glory unto yourself. We thank you, Lord, for saving souls. We pray, God, and plead the blood and ask God for unction from on high. Empty us of all flesh, and God, fill us with the pie of the Holy Ghost, and we'll give you glory for all that you are, all that you do in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to read, do a little different today. We're going to read Acts 12, verse 5. Then we're going to go back to verse 1 and read down through verse 17. Acts 12, verse number 5. The Bible says, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Chapter 12, verse 1. Now, about that time, Herod the king stretched forth, that's Herod Agrippa, Herod the great's grandson. About that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread, and when he had apprehended him, that is, Peter, he put him in prison, delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. When Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between the two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord kept, whoo, came upon him, and light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And a chain fell from off his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, bind on thy sandals. 
And so he did, and he said to them, Cast thy garments about thee, and follow me. So he's in there with four quaternions of soldiers. That's four different groups, four soldiers in each group. Sixteen soldiers. They're scared to death, Brother Lander. Because the last time he was locked up, he mysteriously got out and went to preaching. And they don't understand how it's possible. But they're going to do everything they can now to keep him locked up. They got him chained to soldiers. They got soldiers on the outside. They thought they had him locked down and God locked out. <laughs> you can't lock God out. Amen. You can try to hem up the church. You can try to wall over the church. You can try, you can try to back up the church. But I'm glad there's a God that's the head of the church that's going to always help the church somebody else. Bible said in verse 9, He went out and followed him, which not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought it was a vision. And there, and there were passed, and when they were passed, the first and the second ward, they came to the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. Woo! That's the word ultimate. That, in other words, automatic door. <laughs> oh, God is good. Amen. And they went out and passed on through one street, for with the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, No, now I know of a surety that the Lord sent his angel to deliver me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, the damsel came to hearken unto, and the hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened out the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter should, stood before the gate. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then, they, then said they, It is an angel. And Peter continued knocking. When they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But he beckoned unto them with a hand, hold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, Go shew these things unto James and to the brethren. And he departed and went into another place. Father, we love you today and pray you'd help me to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost. Help us, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. If the Lord would help me just for a little while, I want to preach on this chapter in Acts chapter number 12 on ringing the prayer bells of heaven. Notice what the Bible says in our text in Acts chapter number 12. In Acts chapter number 12, this is going to be the chapter where we're going to find out that they're going to be one of the 12 disciples are going to be the first to be martyred by the Lord. Now, James was not the first martyr. Stephen and probably many others were already killed because of their faith and the fact they followed Jesus. But this, well, there was a sense in that day that the 12, not counting Judas, but the 12 of those disciples that followed the Lord had some kind of protection around them. And the Lord had already told them that if it happened to the master, don't be surprised that it happens to y'all. 
And he said there in chapter number one that Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. This is an unforgivable type of slaying. Herod is going to try his best to stop the church. He's more interested in popularity than he is integrity. He found out that killing James helped the Jews and his reputation among the Jews. So he's going to try his best to imprison Peter and cure Peter. Now, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying, number one, there was in this day and in our day a pressing situation. We're living in time when the pressure is turned up. We're living in a time when the heat is cranked up. We're living in a time, man, where it seems like the government ruler of our day is against the people of God. We've got crazed clergymen. We've got crazy people in the community. We've even got crazy people in civil service. And I don't, it doesn't matter to me who you, what kind of class or group you are, but I, I like what one brother said. We're in bad shape when the commander in chief don't know if he's in the Waffle House or the White House. Somebody help me. Somebody say amen. Are y'all, is everybody okay? I just want y'all to know where I stood at. Amen. We're living in pressing situations. We're living in a time when folks are after the church, when it seems like the church is after each other. We're in that type of environment that they were in Acts chapter number 12. This is an eye-opening time. You say, preacher, wait a minute. Stephen had already been killed. He'd been stoned to death. And uh, others had probably been killed. We don't know for sure. But we know at least Stephen, the first martyr that's recorded, has been killed since Jesus has ascended to heaven. But there is always been a sense in her mind that if we follow the Lord we're going to have it made uh, but listen here's one of the twelve but not just one of the twelve this is one of the elite of the twelve James and John and Peter saw the glory break out on the Mount of Transfiguration James, Peter and John got to go further with the Lord hey man we preached on it the other day they got to go to that, uh, that further place and pray they weren't just common Christians. They were Christians that were chosen. Y'all, is everybody here Wednesday night? Y'all, y'all with me? They were chosen to go a little further and they couldn't even do what God had called them to do and that was simply to stay awake long enough to watch and pray. Now, everybody in here knows there is a pressing situation. They were going on it. James is killed. Peter is going to be delivered. Why? We don't know why. Why was John not killed? We don't know why. Why is it when we pray, when the pressure gets kicked up and the heat gets cranked up, why is it some folks seem to be delivered and other people get to go to heaven? If you were to ask James, James, do you feel like you were shortchanged, that you died and got killed? I guarantee you, James would say, Woo! I got to be with Jesus. Amen. Amen. It was a promotion for it. Nevertheless, them left behind. It was a pressing situation. But listen, when, 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 the, when, when we're in perilous times, I'm glad we can have a praying congregation. There was a pressing situation in Acts chapter number 12. But ain't you glad, thank God, for a praying congregation. Look at verse number 5. Peter therefore was kept in prison. 
But prayer was made without ceasing of the church. So what are you saying? I'm saying when the church is in peril, the church needs to pray. When the church is in peril, the church needs to pray. When the church has problems, the church needs to pray. Hey, what? here's what I'm saying. They didn't run. They didn't hide. They didn't scatter. Hey, man, I tell you what they did. They gathered and they started praying. What this ought to show us, praise God, is the church is better off than Caesar. Help me, Lord. Yeah, man. The church, hey, man, great God. Prayer is greater than prison. The church is greater than Caesar. And our Savior can deliver individually. Amen. In Acts chapter number 12, there's a praying congregation. I want you to know, I, I, I think there's a great message right here on how to get a good night's rest. You can get a good night's rest. I mean, Peter's in prison. He's, he's locked up between two soldiers. They're going to kill him the next day. They're just waiting or, or after the Passover. They're just waiting for that heathen, pagan religion of worship and Esther is done, called Easter, they called it that. And then that, they're, when they celebrate the resurrection, when that's done, when, when the Passover's done, when everything is finished and done, then they're going to kill Peter. When the pagans get done, with their festival, when the church, when the Jews get done with their Passover, and when the Christians can't keep from shouting, hey man, about Jesus being alive, when everything comes down, we're going to kill Peter. And Peter's sleeping like a baby. You know why? Because he trusts in the prayers of the church. He trusts in the power of Christ. He trusts, hey man, somebody help me. It's like Psalm 127 verse 2. He gives his beloved sleep. He can let you find rest when everything is ruined. Amen. Amen. Thank God there is pressing situation. We're living in a time of a pressing situation. Would y'all agree with that? We're in a mess right now. We're living in that day. But thank God, blessed be the name of God for a praying congregation. Again, look at verse 5. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God. This was a multitude that gathered in the house church of John Mark's mom, Mary. Here is the man who wrote the book of Mark. Here is a man, a man that God, God has got himself, God has allowed himself to be shining through the life of Peter. Hey man, God has let him shine his life through the life of James. I don't know, there's no scripture, but history records that the centurion that was guarding James before his head was cut off with a sword got saved and died with him. I say hallelujah. Wherever God's got you, he can use you, help me. Amen. I feel like I'm trying to push a wheelbarrow up my uphill today. Is everybody with me? Can you say amen? Preach on, preacher. Amen. Amen. Here, here, there's a praying congregation. Did the Bible not tell us to pray without ceasing? Did the Bible not tell us, amen, praying always? Did the Bible say he wants men to pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting? Is this house not called a house of prayer? The church, when something happens, when peril hits the, the church, when problems fail, when persecution hits, hey, when the pressure's turned on, thank God we've got prayer, church. Amen. We can turn to prayer. The problem a lot of folks is they don't really think about praying. 
Listen to what Isaiah says. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and, be, and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Here's what Psalm 55 verse 17 says. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. This is what Mark says. Hey, man, he's one. Hey, he must have learned a little bit about prayer. Here's what he says. And in the morning rising up, he said, let me tell you what Jesus did. And in the morning rising up, great way before day, he went out and departed to a solitary place and prayed. You know what he did before he preached his first message? Hey, man, sermon on the mount. You know what Jesus did? And Luke 6, 12, and it came to pass in those days that he went up to a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer. I was trained by an old Scottish man. He's an old Scottish immigrant, lived up there in Chicago. And the last 12 years of his life, he spent the whole night praying. When he died, when he died, he had almost hoofs on his knees, so much calluses on his knees, and, and said he had two ruts beside his bed. Hey, man, God, have mercy. Pray from 10 o'clock at night till 5 o'clock the next morning. And he slept for about four hours, then got up and went to work. Hey, the problem with us is we say a five-minute prayer over a 50-minute meal and wonder why God ain't doing nothing. We don't have no prayer life. God, help us to have a prayer life. We ought to get us a jug of water and get over a pine tree somewhere and beg God to shake the limbs out, amen, out of our loved ones and save them by the grace of God. God, help us to pray, amen. We ought to pray. You know what Daniel did when they said anybody prays to anybody besides the king? If you call anybody God, but here's what Daniel did. Daniel knew that the writing was signed. He went to his house, his windows being open, and the chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. He didn't wait till the bottom fell out to pray. He is praying before and he didn't care what the government said he kept on praying if the government outlaws prayer you know what we ought to do pray don't think it's out yonder in California it's Charlotte North Carolina they've already tried to mandate that if you have church that you with more than just a few people that you gotta have masks on stay six foot apart hogwash we've got a God that tells us that we're to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together somebody help me in this place I'm telling you the pressure's on but thank God the church can pray. Amen. It's amazing. They don't tell you how many can be at the strip joint. They just want to control the sanctuary. Somebody say amen right there. Amen. Thank God. Luke twenty-two forty-six. 46. Why? This is what the Lord said. Got James and John and Peter. And he said, listen, you need to pray lest you fall into temptation. He said, could you not watch for one iron pray? Just 60. God, hell, just 60 minutes. Could you not stay long enough? Could you not pray? Could you? I've just asked you to pray. You don't have to have a degree to pray. You don't have to have a scholar to learn to pray. If you'll just pray, he'll teach you to pray. But you can't learn to pray if you don't ever pray. Somebody say amen. Amen. This is what Jesus said. Why sleep you? Rise and pray. Lest you fall into temptation. Here he is. James is done. He's killed. He's cut off. His head's cut off. Pressure's kicked up. And the church says... Verse 5, thank God without ceasing, the church went to pray for him. You know what that word there, uh, pray without ceasing? 
Man, it helped me. It's a medical term. It actually means to stretch your muscle to the breaking point. It means to stretch out on. Here's what they did. They got on their face. Hey, man, before God. How long's it been? I've seen people get down there. That's about half humble. Hey, man, you get here, that's, that's, that's a little more. You, I ain't saying that you got to be on your knees every time. I'm not saying that you got to get on your face. But, friend, when you get a burden, that's heavy as, man, my wife and I had just the other day. Hey, man, just like some of y'all have had. Hey, man, with your loved ones and folks that's going to hell, I'm going to tell you, it won't hurt you once in a while to get on your face and stretch out without ceasing until God does something. Are, are y'all with me? They had a praying congregation. Hey, man, look at verse number 12. Verse number 12. The Bible says, When he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary and the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where they were gathered together praying. They ain't quit praying. They're praying without ceasing. Hey, Amen. There must be trusting in prayer. Hey, Amen. The Holy Ghost solicits us to pray. Hey, Amen. We ought to pray scripturally. We ought to pray spirit filled. We ought to pray because we've been solicited. We've been asked to pray. We've been saved. Hey, Amen. Preacher. Hey, Amen. God help us to pray. We ought to be men and women of prayer. The church is a house of prayer. Hey, Amen. The throne room of grace. How do you get there by praying? Is everybody with me? God help. I'm telling you right now, a space shuttle can't get you to the throne room, but hitting your knees and calling on God in the name of Jesus and through the blood gets you to the throne room, the third heaven. Not where the birds fly, not where the stars sit, but where he lives. Is everybody with me? Can't get there by a rocket ship, but you sure can by calling out on the Lord. Amen. They're humbling themselves. They're humble. They're praying. They're seeking God's face. Now, here's here's what I thought about the other day. Man has seemingly shut the door on the church. But man can't shut heaven's door. It's always open. And, and, And Daniel said, I'm not ashamed about it. Flung his window open. He must have been praying aloud because they heard what he is praying. Is everybody okay? Take a deep breath. It's preaching time. It's all right. I, I ran into a guy up there in Burnsville. He said he went to preach at a church the other day. He said he's asked to come to prayer meeting. He said, man, he said, I'm telling you what kind of spooked me. He said, nobody prayed aloud. Everybody just kind of prayed in silent. And uh, you won't do that. That's fine. Hey, but listen, uh, nowhere in the scriptures that tell you you got to pray in silent. Amen. Matter of fact, the Bible said, lift up your voice. And Luke chapter 1, verse number 10, the multitude cried aloud. I'm so glad we can call on the name of Jesus and not be ashamed. Is everybody with me? Had a praying congregation. Because there was a praying congregation, there was a powerful demonstration. Look at verse number seven. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him. Wait just a minute. Wait just a minute. The church is over here praying, calling on God, stretching out their self, calling without ceasing. I mean, they might be taking a break long enough to use the bathroom, get a drink of water, and get back at it. I mean, without ceasing, they're in an attitude, in an atmosphere. They're in an action of prayer. And over here, they don't know nothing's going on. But while they're praying, God is a moving. <laughs> 
there's a powerful demonstration. Hey, church, you might not see what's going on. That don't mean God ain't doing nothing. Is everybody okay? You might not ever hear about it. It's all right. God's still moving. All you got to do is have faith enough to keep praying, even when God help. Somebody help me today. Y'all, some of y'all are right where I'm talking about. You about gave up on praying because you ain't seen it. You ain't got to see it. Nobody has to tell you about it. You don't have to get a telegram. Hey, man, would you just need to pray and trust that God's going to do the work? Woo! I'm at myself. Look, verse 7. The angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined. Hey, Hey, while the church is over there, hey, man, curled up in a corner in fetal position praying, how I many seemed like everything was dark around them? Light was shining over in the prison. The light showed up, hey, man. Hey, but Peter's fixing to get his shine on. Somebody say amen. Woo! I mean, it lit the bars up. <laughs> that reminds me of what old brother Ralph Sexton Sr. He was over there in prison and went to pray. And he said, it, it looked like the bars lit up to gold. Hey, man, thank God I'm telling you, God can still do it. I was even reading the other day. Brother Scott, I wrote it down here somewhere. I was reading about one of them Jew, uh, Jewish church historians that had gotten saved. And they told about years after this years after this that God delivered other people miraculously out of the prison here's the problem with us we think well God did that back in and God did that for that and back yonder but God can't he's the same yesterday today and forever we've got the same power same privilege same promise and the same opportunity to pray either we gonna believe God or we not gonna believe God you can rub Buddha's belly burn incense amen read your fortune cookie Get your palm red. It ain't going to do nothing but create demons and a false spirit around you. But thank God when you get a hold of a God of heaven that loved and died for you. Woo! He's interested. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open under their prayers. Listen, God's listening for us. It's a praying congregation. Did y'all agree with that? He's a praying congregation. Amen, powerful demonstration. Look at this. So he shined, then he smote him. But verse 7 says, when he, that word there, smote, it means to generally strike. He's so compassionate and so caring that he don't want to startle us. So he just tapped him on the shoulder, smote him. And the Bible says, light shined in the prison, smote Peter on the side, and notice this, and raised him up. Boy, ain't God come to you in some low places. And him just showing, just feeling like he touched you, lifts your spirits. Are you, y'all feel more what I'm talking about? Y'all, y'all ever been there? I mean, you ain't even out of prison yet. You ain't, your problem is still on. But boy, just feeling like you've <laughs> Woo, just the Lord showing up and touching his help. Rise up quickly. Amen. He raised him up. Then he's saying, rise up quickly. And the chains fell from off his hand. The angel said, him, gird thyself and bind on the sandals. Now here's the thing. God always, he does a lot of things. Jesus makes water in the wine. But the servants brought the water, amen, to the, to the man of the, of the wedding. Jesus feeds the multitude, but the disciples passed out the bread 
and gathered up the fragments that remains. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, but they had to move the stone, take the wrappings off of his body. What I'm saying is, there's something God wants us to do for ourselves, but he's going to do what we can't do. Somebody say amen. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Listen. Here, listen to this. The Bible said, and the chains fell in the garment about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him and wished not that it was true, which was done by the angel. And he thought he saw a vision. He thought he was daydreaming. He thought he was, hey, I'm, I must, this is a dream. This can't, be, this can't be real. Verse 10. And when they were past the first and the second ward, they came to the iron gate. I mean, boy, they had him in there. And opened to them of his own accord, the automatic gate. And they went out and passed on through one street. <laughs> I ain't got time to preach that, but I'm going to preach on that one day. <laughs> Thank God for one street. <laughs> Woo! Where's one street out? That's where he saved me at. Amen. Hey, God, have mercy. That's where he hit the reset button, one street. And forthwith the angel departed from him. Amen. Look what the Bible says. And when Peter was come to himself. <laughs> Woo! Amen. When Peter was come to himself. That's two of them I know of in the New Testament. In Luke 15, there's a man who's in sin. And because of a ruined life and rebellious spirit, he's, he's, he's not in, but when he comes to himself, when God lets him come to himself, he gets right. Here's a man that's saved. Hey, man, but he's going to be rescued. And he's in a daydream. And hey, man, because of the rebellion of other people, he hadn't fully. Let me, let me demonstrate when he came to himself. <laughs> I'm out! I'm out! Woo! I'm out! How did I get out? Oh my God, you say he didn't do that. You say what you want to say. You fixing to die. You you went clank, clank, clank out there and outside. You don't really, you think you're dreaming. It's too good to be true. You're just locked up, locked out, locked down. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm out. That's the way some of us are to act when we got saved. Amen. And you ought to act that way now that you are saved. Somebody help me. Amen. He came to him. He said, now I know of a surety. <laughs> it's too good to be true. I'm in one street. It's like I got to go all the way back to the start. I'm in one street. He doesn't let me get out of here. Now listen, there's some things going to come off. God could have let Peter go off the page. After Acts 12, we won't see Peter no more. At the end of Acts 12, won't see Peter no more. Well, later on in his olden life, amen. But in the book of Acts, we got that for a second. But in the book of Acts, it becomes Paul's message. We don't hear Peter no more. But the Lord didn't want him to go out on a depressing note. So the Lord said, I want to let my church know that when it comes time and they locked. Man, I'm a little bit embarrassed. I'm so calm. <laughs> I want y'all to know that if I did it for Peter, I can do it for you. They locked him up twice. He's in out twice. And he's going to be out the third time. You can't lock him down. He's got a message to tell. Woo! Praying congregation. 
midst of a pressing situation will let you see a powerful demonstration. But then look here, there's perplexing information. Look what it says. The Bible says, verse number 11, Peter came to himself. He's getting a hold of it himself. When he finally came to himself and he considered it, verse number 12, he knew exactly where the church was praying. He knew where they was having church at. Amen. Unless you were a believing Jew, you couldn't even own property. You couldn't build a church. They had to meet in synagogues. They had to meet in the temple. They had to meet in marketplaces. And they had to meet house to house. Are y'all with me? That's proven in Acts 2 all the way down. Not, 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 not even counting history. I mean, but thank, hey, thanks be unto God, brother. He knew exactly where the church was. And ain't you glad that when God answers prayer for that one that's locked up, you say, preacher, mine ain't saved. That's all right. They, so they in the chains of bondage of sin. God can take them out too. Somebody help me. It's as if he put that. He came to himself to remind us of Luke 15. I can do it for saint or sinner. Hey, are, y'all, are y'all listening to the preacher? Y'all tune in. Are y'all with me? Woo! Don't get that hamburger on your mind yet. Y'all listen to me. Y'all with me. Hey, man, that powerful demonstration. How many of y'all want to see the power of God? That we're going to have to pray again. How many of y'all want God to do a powerful thing? Then we got to pray again and pray without ceasing until God does it. You may not see God doing it. You may never find out how he done it. But you just keep praying because if you're praying, God's moving. If you quit praying, I'm going to tell you what the problem is. Some of us will gripe about it more than we pray about it. Amen, preacher. I feel like I hit a little snagger. Amen. We'll gossip about it more than we'll pray about it. Complain about it more than we'll pray about it. Oh, I would to God. Well, quit talking about praying and pray. I feel like preaching right there. Is everybody with me? Talking about praying ain't the same as praying. Praying is talking to God. Woo! About others and yourself. Somebody help me. I want to see the power of God. But it's perplexing. Notice, when Peter comes to himself, he says, Hallelujah, I know where that church is. They're where they always are. Ain't you glad that this crowd, no matter if they're a saint or the sinner that came to himself in Luke 15, he knew where the daddy was going to be. He knew, amen. And Peter knew when he got out of prison where that church is going to be. Church, we can't quit. Y'all look up here at your preacher. You, y'all can't quit. You can't quit. If you quit, your youngest won't know where to come home to. Your kid, God have mercy. You can't, you can't quit. You can't stop. You can't back up. You got to bear down. You got to pray. Wait for God to show up in power. And God will do so. He'll demonstrate. He's still sovereign. Why house don't make him nervous? Say amen. The answer ain't the White House to begin with. The answer ain't the schoolhouse to begin with. The answer is the church house. Somebody say amen. If my people, which are called by my name, somebody help me. That's right. Amen. God help us to see the power of God. But it's perplexing at times. Notice what happened. Peter said, I know where they're at. They're down there in John Mark's house. 
His mama's got, that's where they're having church. He said, I know where they're at. They're doing what they've always done. They're praying like they've always prayed. I'll go where they always go. It's praying time. That's where they at. Amen. Y'all listen to it. Amen. All through the Bible. Amen. All through. I ain't got time. If I dealt with it. All through the Bible. When people were where they were thought to be. And serving God. Others showed up and got a miracle. If you'll just be where God's put you at. God will do a miracle. Amen. Now it's going to seem confusing. Perplexing. It was perplexing to Peter. He couldn't believe it when he came to himself. He said. It ought to do that every once in a while. I don't care how long you've been saved. I thought when my brother Frank was singing that song, I said, Doug's fixing to run. He's going to remember over here getting a hold of something bigger than the power company had. Hey, man, he's going to get up and he's going to run. He's going to shift that gear. I just noted. it. Hey, man, thank God Brother Ken took the pressure off of him and ran for us all. Hey, man. Hey, man, all y'all text that running. You ought to get to running. Somebody say hey, man. Get it. I bet you Dale might be thinking about jumping out of the truck and running laps. Go ahead, Dale. Help yourself. I'm glad. Thank God for what the Lord's done. He can still do. Hey, man, and it will be perplexing at times. He said, I'm going to get over there. I don't know where they at. And he goes and he knocks on the door of the gate, the gate door. It's locked down. So, so he, he goes and knocks on the door. And, and, and Rhoda runs to the door. Time out. I wonder how many men's even praying. They sent a girl to open it. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. And why did they have to send a little girl to do it? A damsel. And in fact, the word damsel, as it is in the text, is, is a bond slave. Thank God she believed in it. Hey, man, she done got a hold of it. It actually means a, like a bond servant, someone that says, I'm a going with God's people no matter what, lock, stock, and barrel. Here, this little damsel have more God. Or it might have been a bunch of lazy men in there said, hey, mama, somebody's at the door. Somebody help me, amen. Not a bunch of women in there. It's easier to send one of them to the door. Why don't you go answer the door? This is where I'm trying to get to today. Somebody answer the door. Hey, man, the prayer's been answered and your answer's at the door. Will somebody answer the door? Will somebody go to the door? Quit sending everybody else to the door. Daddy, quit making your girl go to the door. You man up and go to the door yourself. Somebody help me. Somebody help me. Amen. Amen. She goes to the door. Look what happened in verse 13. The damsel came out. Her name was Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she didn't even saw him yet. She just knew Peter's. She opened not the gate for gladness. Y'all watch what this girl does, but ran into the church. <laughs> if y'all ever wondered if it was okay for a girl to run. <laughs> yeah, I know. Some of y'all act like, well, I'll go to, no. This girl right here got a little God on her. She said, Whoa! Peter's at the door! He's Rhoda rejoicing. I believe, hey man, notice what happened. For gladness. Y'all just do your little word study on that word gladness. 
It carries out this spinning. Good Lord. Peter is at the door. God's answer prayer. God's answer prayer. He's there. And here's what they said. Brody, you wrong. That's what they said. They'd been praying for it. Rhoda, you, you, you're off your rocker. Rhoda's rejoicing. Rhoda's right. But they think she's wrong. They think she's off her rocker. Y'all don't believe that? They send to her, verse 15, Thou art mad. Are y'all listening to me? She constantly affirmed it. She had to quit keep saying it. Now I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I heard his voice. He's there. God's answered prayer. Woo! She just kept doing what she all. Glory to God. He's there. He's there. He's there. And they said, it's an angel. Maybe it's a case of mistaken identity. Maybe it's an angel at the door. Isn't it crazy? They was more willing to believe it was an angel than it was a saint. It's amazing. I talked to my Christian bookstore, one of my distributors, representatives, and here's what he said. The one that supports the street ministry. Here's what he said. He said, man, it's crazy. I was up at a convention the other day. He said, you wouldn't believe how many people's there. He said, it's it's called the Blue Ridge Mountain Sasquatch Convention. He said, they believe a Sasquatch is up there. He said, I'm talking about hundreds of people. They sell all kinds of stuff, spend all kinds of money. He said, don't you reckon they'd have found a skull? Don't you reckon they'd have found, is everybody okay? Take a deep breath. The people more believe in a Sasquatch than a Savior. <laughs> hey, God just answered prayer. And they're arguing with this damsel who's got a little God on her. Is everybody with me? Jared, you with me? You with me? You think God answered this prayer? You think God can do it today? You think there's something that you've been praying for, for your family, that God can answer right now today? No, no, if they, you believe He can do it now. Do y'all believe He can do it now? I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about why you're praying, why you're stretched out. You believe God can do it. Somebody go answer the door. Have your prayer, your answer is at the door. But I wonder when when they get back, would you even recognize them? They ain't gonna look like you. They ain't been there. Somebody help me. They ain't gonna talk like you. Ain't gonna smell like you. They ain't gonna be dressed like you. Well, you still want them to show up? I sure do. I, hey, how many of y'all believe? Thank God, a prayer can be answered. It may be at the door. God have mercy. Amen. Amen. Don't stop praying. Your prayer may be answered at the door. I wonder when it gets there, you're going to argue about it. Now, God, this ain't how I wanted you to answer it. Now, I just don't think this is right. I don't believe. Hey, uh, why don't you just trust God and believe God? Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. I, well, Lord, I, I prayed about it, but this ain't how I wanted you to. This ain't how. Listen, God is conscious of your need. God cares about your need. And God is in control of your need. I don't know if y'all got it. Y'all look up here at your preacher. God is conscious of your need. He cares about your need. And he's in control of your need. God can still do it today like he's always done it in the past. The problem with us is when God answers, I wonder how many people argue with him. 
Here's the amazing thing. When Peter got his prayer answered, he said, I got to go testify. That's what he said. He said, I got to go testify. He beckoned unto them with a hand. Hold your place. Hold your place. Let me tell you what the Lord did. Let me tell y'all what the Lord did. He went straight to the house to tell somebody about it. If God would get some of us to quit being so stubborn, amen, and prideful and start bragging about prayers that he answered, it might help somebody else down at the church house. And God wants you to tell about it. When he answers prayer, thank God, and you do finally go to the door, then brag about it. Somebody help me. Amen. I believe that. God wants us to. Will you answer the Lord God? Hey, listen. Here, here's what I thought about. I'll get a minute. Here's, here's what I thought about. The church in Landrum, South Carolina, needs me to pastor it. And when I asked God to use me years ago, he opened this door. I'm so grateful I opened the door. But when I feel used, why do I get mad at God? Because some days I feel used. I feel misused. But ain't that what I pray for? So why do I need to shut up and quit complaining? Is everybody listening to this preacher? Why don't you quit arguing with God how he answered your prayer? Some of y'all need to open door. He's trying to get you to serve him. He's trying to get you to surrender. Some of you, I mean, you got a false profession, but you ain't saved. You know you ain't saved. You need to get right with God. You need to get born again. Why don't you come to, why don't you mind God and leave where you at and get to get in there and get things right? Some of you saved, you, you saved, but you're bound up and you're disobedient. You're bound up. You didn't pray when you should have prayed. Hey, man, and you fell in. Hey, man, and now you're in bondage. But hey, thank God you've got a church that'll keep praying for you. I know, I know young people. They probably often think we're crazy. Some of us are technologically challenged more than others. And some of us don't have enough sense to get that person individually and respond to them. But in reality, is that really what we ought to do anyway? When he sends that, when that thread goes out praying for me, the younger generation often says things like, well, I don't want my phone to blow up. I'm not going to respond to it. Well, that's okay until you're the one needing it. And then you're going to be wishing your phone blowed up. Is everybody all right? I'm not trying to guilt trip nobody. I'm saying... When you're in need of prayer, you don't care how many times your phone goes beep, 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 and you get tickled to death when you see Booty with that little turtle in the scooter and said, that's Michael Kerr running. Yeah. Oh, that, that was wrong, Michael. I hate that. That, that was terrible. Hey, man, I, I thought it was Moody running. Hey, Amen. But it's a blessing. Hey, hey, thank God for folks getting happy about worshiping Jesus. Hey, man, you could, could be gossiping back and forth and sending that all over the world. It won't hurt to respond once in a while and say, Woo! I'm praying for you. Amen. Is everybody with me? He cares about you. He's in control of it. And I'm telling you, he's able to have compassion and he's able to fix your problem. 
I was going to get her to sing Invitational. Miss Victoria, you come, wouldn't you? And before she plays, I just want to ask you, how many of you been really praying? What you prayed about is at the door, but you won't even go to the door. I, I, I beg God for it. I'm looking for it. But I won't even go to the door. I don't know, I don't know how many men's in here praying. There had to be some. How many women's here praying? But the pressure's on. And while they would put a it took a damsel, a young girl that wasn't scared of what she might face going outside to open the door. It took the faith of a young girl, a young maid, a young person to go open the door, and she couldn't even get there. She had so much faith, she just heard his voice and said, Whoa, that's Peter! And everybody's arguing, she just said, I'm telling you, I can't sleep, I'm telling you, glory to God, that's him. You mad, Peter. I mean, you're mad, Rhoda. You know what she did? She didn't say, well, fool you on them. If you don't want to hear my testimony, if you think I'm crazy, I'm done with you. No, she didn't write them all. She stayed there until they believed enough, hey, man, to go to the door herself. You ain't going to have to answer for what somebody else does. You're going to have to answer for your wife, what she does. You're going to have to answer how you leave your home. But you ain't going to have to answer for what she does. You ain't going to have to answer for what he does, ma'am. You, you ain't going to have to answer for what that crowd does that you think stuck up, won't talk, whatever. You ain't going to have to answer for them. Right. The only thing you're going to answer for is how you reacted and what you done. Right. That's why the Bible says that golden rule, as you would that men do to you, do ye also to them. It don't say as men do to you, do to them. That ain't what it says. It says how you want to be treated. That's how you're supposed to treat them regardless of how they treat you. That's preaching right there. Hey, man, that's hitting home. Everybody ought to answer the door. Your bell's lit up. Hey, man, y'all know I'm right. I'd get the same attitude. Unless God, they done me. No. Well, they did that to Jesus. Ain't you glad? I'm going to ask you. What if he said, I'm sick and tired of Ken Lander. He ain't going to get me again. I ain't going to be got like this again. I bet you I ain't playing this game again. You want it? Have it. I'm glad he don't do that to us. Boy, I'm glad he don't ride us off. Amen. And here's what the Bible says. If God gave, forgave you of all this, then why can't we forgive somebody this much? And you owe this much, and you want God forgive you of this much? Who in the world do you think you are? God's bigger than all that. Say amen. Souls are going to hell. Lives are in danger of turmoil. And we are sitting around playing instead of praying, feasting, instead of fasting. Somebody say amen. I just wonder how, how long is it going to be before you get serious? How, how long we get 
in a pressing situation, they had a praying congregation. They saw powerful demonstration and got perplexing information. But when it was all done, they had a glorious celebration. <laughs> Woo! Peter's out! God's doing it again! How many of you believe y'all, God, God could do it again? Y'all believe he could do it again? Y'all believe he could get them out of the sin bondage? Y'all believe he can get them saints out of their persecution bondage? Out of those problems that others are putting on them, they didn't ask for it. My God, Peter saw the glory break out. Peter's going to end up faithful. He preached and 3,000 got saved. All him and James and John has ever done has tried to be in that tight-knit unit to go further with God. One of them's dead. One of them's in prison. They didn't get mad. They didn't get stuffed up. Neither did Rhoda. When they said she was crazy, when they said she wasn't right, hey, man, she just kept rejoicing and kept repeating until finally they jumped in rejoicing. Amen. And Peter said, glory to God. Y'all calm down a little bit. I've got to testify. The Bible says great things begin to happen. You can find it in the text. The Bible said, now as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers. What was become of Peter? Some of folks died that were charged with keeping him in prison. And other folks got born again. And isn't that how we got it? Because one died, we got set free. And can I, can I tell you this? Can I tell you this, church? Jesus went to Calvary for everybody in here. He loves everybody in this building. He's not willing that any perish but all come repentance. It, it, it ain't even, in case you worried about the time, it ain't but 20 after, 19 after 12. But if you was to see the clock of God, it's late. We've got pestilence that's been prophesied about all the way back to Chronicles. And it's hitting our country. We've got floods. It won't, volcanoes. In seconds, nature itself that is under the curse can destroy us. And, and, and if I could scare you all out of hell, I'd do it. But that ain't how it works. If I could scare all of us to get right, I'd do it, but I ain't. I'm just, we're in pressing times right now. Perilous times. Lovers of their own self, covetous by everything. My, me and Mama was talking about it yesterday, Friday. She came to spend the day with me. The house felt a little godlier when she was around. Hey, man. Hey, man. Back that right up there. Whoa. I told her about one. Let me just. Boy, thank you, Lord, for reminding me of this. I almost forgot to tell you. I've got a friend. At Marine in Arkansas, Pastor Culberson, Scott Culberson. I mean, got got a got a mission, hands across the border. I talked to me and Seth talked to one of the guys. He's got so I don't know what the word is, an understanding with the cartel. He lives down in Mexico in the middle 
of the strongest cartel-held community. They know he's all about God. They're so superstitious. They won't touch his trucks. They won't touch him. Now, when it breaks out and people shooting, they tell him, stay in the house and you'll be safe. He has to stay inside. Sometimes they stay for two weeks. He said, but you can come see me anytime, Bridger. Well, the guy that works with him in Arkansas fell in love with Seth down at Hope of Israel Conference. He's got his church sponsor, and they send letters to Seth. Thank God for what y'all do. They sent letters to him. He sent me an urgent prayer request two nights ago. He said two men got captured. This ain't, this ain't my family yet. Two men got captured by the cartel. They were kind of new to the hope, uh, hands across the border, and they got captured. They got blindfolded. They couldn't find them. It's been two days. He texted me last night. He said, preacher, they out. They home in their truck. He said they got out there in the cartel, had them blindfolded, took them to an undisclosed location, said, said, now who are you, what do you work with? And they found tracts and Bibles in their luggage and they said, they started reading them all. And they said, man, tell me about this. And, and they started telling them, and, and they were, they claimed to be Catholics, and he, they started telling them about Jesus. And, and boy, they got to asking questions and, and they was gone. And they read some more and they came back. <laughs> They put new tires on the man's car, filled his car up with gas, took the blindfolds off, and made sure they got safe to the border. God is still bringing people out of prison. I'm telling you, God can do it today. And it wasn't just long after that. My buddy in Texas said, we can't find my daughter. The church went to pray, and I don't know what the answer is yet. But church, what I'm saying is, if God did it for them two boys down there, amen, and brought them safe back to Texas, amen, he can do it for you. He can do it for me. God's still on the throne. God's still working, church. He's still delivering. But we need a praying congregation if we're going to see God move in a powerful demonstration. Let's all stand.